to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation. I'm Lori Steele. I'm Joey Boudreaux. And I'm Sally Gentry. What? That does <laughs> not, <laughs> didn't sound like... We are like missing us a little Sally Gentry today. <laughs> Sally is not with us today. Uh, that was that was pretty bad impression, actually. That's all I got. <laughs> so Sally can't be with us here in the studio. She is still recovering. Yeah. From the floodwaters of August 2016. Yeah, we talked about it before, but she took a big hit. You know, her house was flooded. For I was weeks. For weeks and weeks. And I was fortunately one of the ones. I feel good that we were able to go out and, and give her a hand there, kind of pick things up, tear down some fences and things, and just some of the odd jobs that needed to be done. And there. I was supervisor. Yes, of course. <laughs> and now she's finally gotten, you know, some workmen coming out there. So she'll yes. be... She'll be working along today, but we'll be hearing from her later on. She is almost whole. It's hard to believe. So like four and a half months after that flooding event. So that's yeah. kind of hard. And, and people are still recovering in Louisiana. So we have to keep that in mind. But Sally will be joining us later by yep. phone. Yep. She's going to tackle some some issues that we'll talk about. But on this episode today, we are going to highlight one of our many events here in Louisiana where we honor our heroes, where we celebrate life. One of our guests here on the podcast said, you can do anything if your why is big enough. Well, we're going to hear about a lot of people's whys today. And then we'll be having an in-house guest, our very own CEO, the big dog, Ooh. Kelly Ranham. No pressure. And she's going to give us a little bit about a, a year and wrap up, tell us a little bit about how we've been making life happen here at Lopa. Okay. And so she's going to talk about this year, but we've been doing this podcast yep. going on two years now. It's almost two years. Wow. That's amazing. Episode 46. Yeah. And whose idea was this? Is she going to, is she going to mention that? <laughs> I'm sure she will. The Kelly cast or the podcast. All right. When our sweet Sally rejoins us, she is going to cover stress, anxiety. Boy, she knows about that right now, yes. right? Stress. Firsthand. Anxiety. Holidays. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. And of course, as always, we'll be honoring a hero. Yeah, that and so much more on this episode of The Gifted Life. And we know lots of people around this time of the year are going to be getting together with family yeah. and friends. It's just what we do. Hey, spread the word. I mean, you're yeah. making New Year's resolutions. We're going to help make life happen. One of the ways you can do that is uh, spreading the word about this podcast. Absolutely. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Or you can just find us on our LOPA website at lopa.org slash podcast. You're so professional when you do that. <laughs> I love it because we're out there. You can find us. It's so easy to do. Also, we're on those social media sites and our followers are growing every day. So Donate Life Louisiana on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us at Donate Life LA. And then we have the hotline. We love it to be interactive. Are you going to be Sally I'm with the hot, be that's Sally our hotline this time. lady? Absolutely. We want you to give us a call. We want to hear from you. At 504-648-3477. Try it one more time, just like Sally That's would do it. 504-648-3477. It <laughs> uh, brought a smile to my face, <laughs> and we hope it did for you, too. All right, guys, here we go. The Gifted Life Podcast.
In our community segment, we're going to take you out to one of our Louisiana events where we honor our heroes and we celebrate life. This event, the Rabelais Run for Life, held in November in the Baton Rouge area. And that's an event you and I both attended together. Yes, we did. And we talk about the power of one, one person making a difference. And this time, it's Paul Rabelais. Mr. Rabelais has been the brainchild behind all this, the Rabelais Run for Life, Mm -hmm. for now six years. Yeah, and he says, and counting, which and we counting. love to hear. Absolutely. And it's all to help make life happen. Let's take a listen. Lori Steele here, Rabelais Run for Life 2016. I'm here with our main man, Paul Rabelais of Rabelais Estate Planning. You have been behind this for six years and you promised to do more. Why do you do that? It's real simple. When you get out here and you hear the stories of these families that have been affected by organ donation, either as a donor or recipient family, it just motivates you and inspires you to want to spread the word and and get more people involved and get their heart on their driver's license because you know to hear a grandmother talk about how she could not have been a grandmother had it not been for organ donation for her grandson really really inspirational so really happy to be a part of a great organization like lopa and this great event and uh, looking forward to more years yeah and what was incredible this year too you presented an award to team sean elizabeth they've been coming since the beginning but this is their 25th year of honoring their donor incredible yeah and you know peggy and don guiat they work so hard out of donaldsonville to spread the word, really celebrate Sean Elizabeth's life. In fact, we were fortunate to give her a special gift this year, a a tree of life that was customized and made just for her with Sean Elizabeth's initials on it. It was really a a moving moment for me seeing, uh, you know, how much she embodies the organ donation cause. So for people who haven't been to this event, they should come, but why do you think they should come? I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's a bucket list item because just uh, there's so much stuff out there in the world and the world is so needy, as somebody said, and there's so much negativity. But when you come out here, it's all positive. It's inspirational and motivational, and then it gets us into the holiday season in that positive spirit. Yeah, and we learn from each other. We get inspired by each other. It's yeah. awesome. We appreciate you. Over $100,000 for organ donation education in our area because of you. Truly a team effort. It's it's uh, Lori and Lopa, it's teams, it's uh, corporate sponsors, many others. Truly a team effort. Just glad to be a part of it. Yeah, we always say on the podcast, it takes one person to make a difference. You had an idea, you teamed with us, and look where we are now. How about that? Just, you know, six years later, looking forward to seven. All right, so 2017, we'll see you. See me and many more people. It's Let's do date. it. All yep. right, sounds good. Thank you, Paul. Okay. Lori Steele here, Rabelais Run for Life 2016. I am here with Peggy and Don Guiot. This was quite a day, quite a year for your team, Team Sean Elizabeth. Tell us why you worked so hard to get the largest team award. Congratulations. But why do you do what you do, Peggy? I continue with promoting organ donation because it gives me a purpose to our losing Sean. It is like she has, over these 25 years, influenced us to continue promoting life. So I thank God for her as a gift to us. And I thank her because we're able to continue her legacy through LOPA. And I also want to thank Lori Steele because she is so enthusiastic and she keeps us up. 
So without her, we might not be here today. I want to also thank all of my team members for signing up because without them, we would not have walked away with the largest team award today. Yay, team. And I think we recruited Paul Rabelais to put us over the 50 mark. So thank you, Paul. And I'd like to also thank Robin Richard. She keeps our office together and she keeps us together. And she helps me tremendously to stay on point. Without her, I do not think we could have accomplished what we did this year. So thank you, Robin. Yeah, you guys were uh, rocking. Let me tell you, I can see why you're successful in business because, man, they were rocking it late at night, early in the morning, and they got it, the largest team, 51. Yes, you were right, because Paul signed up on yours to help celebrate the 25th anniversary. So I see you with tears in your eyes, Mr. Don. When you get tears in your eyes, I get tears in my eyes. But this is the day that we come together, we honor our heroes, we celebrate life. What do you take away? Why have you come back for the sixth year? Well, when you live in a small community and you know what you've been promoting for 25 years and you hear somebody that's got a heart or kidney or something and whether you were part of it or not, but when you hear that, you really feel grateful through Lopa, Laurie, Peggy, the whole team and everybody else. It really makes you feel good. It's incredible to see the numbers for your team, your shirts that you guys designed, and you have a little helper, right? right. That helps. Yes, we're very proud of our granddaughter, Sean. She is a senior at Ascension Catholic this year, and she has been promoting life since she was uh, in grade school. I mean, really, talking to her peers about it, talking in the gym, you know, in a group. So we're very proud of her and the design that she's come up with. The very first one was the share, enlighten, and give, taken from the initials Sean Elizabeth Giat, which, you know, at 15 years of age, that was uh, very powerful. And yes, we are very proud of her, and we appreciate the opportunity to be involved with LOPA. Great. And so you guys had a special presentation from Paul, the Tree of Life. Sean Elizabeth Giat's initials. So tell us what you're taking away from that and what you want to say to Paul. Well, we certainly thank Paul for promoting this. And the couple that gave us the Tree of Life, which was tremendous, and that iron, mm -hmm. um, what would you symbol of, life. symbol of life, which made us very proud. And at the time you made the decision to donate you never realize how many lives you save how far it would go and 25 years later we are still promoting life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. paying it forward saving more lives it's what you do and so for you if you had to sum it up in one word donation would be what so in one word donation is miraculous and you give well, you guys are inspiring to me. I just think y'all are a super cute little couple, number one. And I love that you work together, and I love your team, and we appreciate you being here. Next year, 2017, right? We're going to do it? Yes, indeed. All right. <laughs> Thank you to the Giats. <laughs> Thank you. And I think our jaws both dropped 25 yeah. years ago. Yeah, it is quite amazing when you think about 
There was no community outreach. Mm-hmm. There was no real education efforts out there about organ donation. I mean, it was, you know, not a very common thing, obviously, at the time. So for them to be able to have the foresight mm-hmm. and to reach through their grief and say yes, even though, like I said, it wasn't as common as it is now, that's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And she says even 25 years out, donation was part of their healing because they're still talking about yeah. their hero. Sean Elizabeth, which is pretty incredible. Mr. Don mentioned that Tree of Life. It was some metal custom work that was done, but it was the brainchild of our tissue recovery manager, Blake, and his family. So we like to say, you know, we're a family and we support these donor families and these recipients as best we can. And that is something that the Giats will forever cherish. That was impressive. That was pretty (laughs) special to be a part of, right? And to see those smiles and to hear Miss Peggy still talking about that and Mr. Don, they're just great donation advocates and 25 years out, just a testament to donation. Now we're going to switch gears. We're going to take you back out to the Robley Run for Life, but we're going to let you listen in on the life now of a little liver recipient. So little Smith McRae was diagnosed with a liver disease when he was born, received a liver transplant from what he calls his donor angel. Now that He's speaking a little bit more. He understands more about his gift and mom and grandma, the whole family. Just makes sure that he takes care of that gift and that he is forever grateful. Let's listen in. Lori Steele here, Robley Run for Life 2016. I'm here with my main man, Smith. Would you say you and I are like boyfriend, girlfriend? No. Negative. No, I'm just messing. Smith, how old are you now? Seven. Seven. And did you have a transplant? Yeah. What kind of transplant? Liver. Liver transplant. How long ago do you remember? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. You're, you were just a baby then, right? I guess. Yeah. He doesn't even remember. So what kind of things do you do now, like normal kid, you would say? Football. Football is your favorite. Sports. How's school going? Eh, I guess. <laughs> so typical boy is what I'm hearing, Mom, Adrian, right? What does it do to your heart to hear this little dude you know, talking about donation now, living out life? Uh, it's amazing. I mean, he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for another family who donated um, another life for us to keep living. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's inspirational, and um, we've had seven glorious years, and we're hoping for 70 more, and right. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but he's doing good. He's an active, physical little boy. Nobody knows the difference, you know, in the playground or anywhere else. And so, so your mom, this is your baby. You heard moms get up there who lost their babies today. It's very emotional, um, but they said yes, and they saved lives, lives like your son. So I saw you tearing up. I was tearing up as well, but what is that? do for you? Well, it's hard. I mean, Smith was so sick. I mean, we almost lost him. And so I was so close to being one of those moms losing a child, a really young child. And so, yeah, our heart goes out to them and we don't know our donor. And so we love coming to events like this. It helps us uh, stay grounded. It teaches him, you know, appreciate his wonderful gift and keep going and keep living and loving life. So I love it. And so um, we have grandma here, but what, what do they call you? Evie. I love it. So um, you were up there, and, and, and that's what I keep hearing echoing. You said you wouldn't have been a grandma to this little one had someone said yes, right? Someone's act of love and generosity made me Smith's grandmother and made him seven and a half years of being a grandmother. And I can't imagine my life without my grandchildren. So to you, donation is what? Oh, God, it's everything. It's everything. It's life. These, these children are my life. 
I didn't think I could love anything as much as I love these six little rascals, but they are wonderful. (laughs) I love them to death, and and Smith is only one of the six miracles, Mm -hmm. but he is truly a medical miracle. Mm -hmm. My others are just miracles. They just happen. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's a grandma talking right there. So um, it's a family event for you guys. I love that. Um, What do you think y'all walk away with after an event like this, listening to those donor families? Oh, gosh. I, I just can't imagine the pain of losing a child, especially a young, young child. I can't imagine the suffering this family went through because we suffered through illness and watched other babies come and go and spent time in the NICU and the uh, PICU. We were there and it's just one of those amazing things when you think about how wonderful it is that this kid can play soccer today. He yeah. played all morning. Yeah. And, and he can complain about school, right? Right. But he's, <laughs> he's a good student. Don't let him fool you. And he's a cute student. Smart. He's pretty smart, Lori. Don't, don't let him get ahead of you. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> But my, my I have 12 grumbles. points on AR. There you go, buddy. AR, 12 points. That's pretty good. High five. I love that. All right. So, Mom, after seeing all this today, after hearing all this, seeing these families, all the hugs that we shared, if somebody's on the fence about donation, what would you, what would you tell them? Um, I think the biggest thing um, for us, I guess, be it living through it, is that it doesn't just affect one life. Um, you know, we always say it didn't just help Smith's life. It affected our entire family. It saves families, not necessarily lives to us. Um, so that's the big thing, I think, the big takeaway. I would try and talk to, you know, any kind of donor or potential donor. Think about it. Consider it. It's such an overarching, larger impact than you think. And we appreciate you guys being here, helping to pay it forward, and we'll see you again. Yeah, we'll be here next year. Right, we'll be ready. Good. Okay. Lori Steele here, Robelay Run for Life. I'm here with Miss Shalita, and she is our host for this race on Pennington's campus, so we appreciate you. You do a lot, and you deal with me a lot. Your yes, favorite pest, right? Yes, she is. <laughs> well, this is so passionate for you because you're a transplant recipient. Yes, I am. All right, so walk us through. 2003. 2003. Yes, I had, um, life was going on as usual, and I started getting a little sick. About two or three weeks later, my sister finally brought me into ER, and I found out I was in fulminant liver failure. So I went from working on Friday to getting on the transplant list on Monday morning at Oshner's in New Orleans. Unfortunately, by Thursday morning, we did get a liver, and I'm doing good. I'm 13 and a half years out, running every year, volunteering for LOPA, and we just want to say thank you so much to all the people who donate. And uh, we appreciate it, and it just means so much to us. Yeah, and I see you got a medal. So you, you're a runner, too. Yes, I did. So I you're won in good first, shape. I won first place in my <laughs> age group. <laughs> and you're pretty proud of that. So you come out to events like this. Your sister was here showing you support. You hear from these donor families. We had one family 25 years out. So what do you take away when you go to an event like this one? Well, I when I first had my transplant, I felt kind of not bitter but I felt guilty that I was getting an organ and someone else was getting um, you know someone else literally died and lost someone to give me an organ or give me the chance to live but I did have the opportunity to talk to a guy who lost his daughter mm-hmm. and his wife and he told me that you know I really shouldn't feel guilty about it because as a donor father and husband he really felt and liked to hear positive stories from the uh, recipients. But my family and I are so grateful. Again, this was 
very much a surprise to me. I had not been sick at all, so this was really, really a surprise to me, but everything's worked out fine, and we just take it one day at a time. But the biggest thing is I want to just say thank you to all the donor families, and as a result of my uh, receiving the organ, I have a lot of friends, families, and others to sign up, and I am a, a volunteer for LOPA. Yeah, and we appreciate it, and we love you. We love you, too. Congrats on your medal. Thank you. Gotta love Shalita. And you'll see her around the state as she travels to help us make life happen. But she doesn't go out alone. She's with her family. It's a family thing. I've seen her multiple times. She comes out to all of our races. Ryan's run for life. And she medals. (laughs) I see her, but mostly from behind as she's uh, speeding past me. At each of the races, but she runs at our, our Ryan's race in, in the in April, and then she also runs at our Trail Run for Life that's uh, in October. So she's been great at paying it forward and helping us out at all of our runs. And her family as well. Yeah. So thanks to everyone who helps us make life happen. in the podcast a special guest in the gifted life podcast studio we are excited our biggest cheerleader biggest supporter throughout the year absolutely we have our fearless leader the one the only ceo kelly ranham welcome kelly thank you i feel like the elf on the shelf you bring me out once a year at christmas And that's so you can tell us all the great things that have been going on here at LOPA. But we really uh, appreciate you joining us. I will try to condense it into the two minutes you've given me. (laughs) Or you can take three. You're the boss. All right. Yes. (laughs) It's been a great year, and I think uh, we have a lot to be proud of. I'll kind of start off with our donor family picnics, which were in April and September of this year. Record numbers at Global Wildlife with over 1,600 families joining us and over 250 at Dixie Corn Maze in Shreveport. We did that one in September, and they were kind enough to open their doors a week early for us, and it was just a great time for everybody. So I'm really happy, and thank you all for helping us out. We also have done quite a few donors this year, so thank you to all our donor families out there that have continued to support us. We are on pace I don't know if you know this, Joey, but we are on pace for being the second highest donor year. Yes, we are. We're on pace to finish right around 600 organs transplanted. So that's amazing. After last year, we we finally crossed that 600 barrier Mm -hmm. and reached 613. So it's amazing. And when you think about it, Kelly, just six years ago, we had never crossed the 500 barrier. We never save 500 lives in a year through organs transplanted. And just six short years later now, that's been gone for a couple months now. And we're hoping to continue moving on, moving that needle and saving more lives. That's through vision. That's through leadership. And not only with organs transplanted, but with tissues too, right? Yeah, absolutely. The tissue team and the CSC have been phenomenal this year. And we are looking at a pace to be at our third greatest year for tissue donors. So really a lot to be proud of. And a lot of lives saved, a lot of lives enhanced, and, and that's what we're here for. The other thing that we've had going on this year, and there's just so much, but I'll try to narrow it down. We uh, won the Modern Healthcare Best Places to Work Award again this year. This is our fifth year in a row. We got Joey doing a yeah. whoop. That's a big deal. <laughs> Number eight in the country. Wow, we're shooting for one, but we'll aim high and hopefully get there. We also were able to place in the city business best places to work again this year as well, and this is our fourth year 
for that one. We also won a quality award for the state. It's the Commitment to Performance Award Level 2, and uh, it's a lot of hard work on our quality department and our staff supporting the, the efforts of the quality department. And we also have to thank all of those volunteers, those donor families, those recipients who work right alongside with us to help make life happen. Absolutely. They're there for every one of our events, our runs, our golf tournaments, uh, really anything that we do in the community. They're a huge part of it, and I don't know what we would do without them. And we love them taking part in our podcast. We love for it to be interactive. Uh, We talked to you on an earlier episode, and we called it the Kelly cast. Was this your brainchild? You brought this back? Troy and I can fight over that, but I I do believe I came up with it. Ah, Uh, and Troy's our our IT guru here. But I'll give it to Troy. He's made it happen. (laughs) Somebody that finally listened to me without me having to ask three times. But I think that the podcast is just amazing. We have over 25,000 downloads, and uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Ghana because they really uh, <laughs> they love us, they, they care about us, they share about all the things that we have to say, and we'd love for you to call in sometime. And that's an actual fact. Like, we are yes, being downloaded in Ghana. 200-plus times. <laughs> we love that, and we made friends at the, the transplant game, so you allow us to travel and bring those ideas back home, uh, which just helps us here in Louisiana to do a better job. Absolutely. And I think uh, the podcast is we're hoping to make it more of a national presence and have more of our organ procurement organization colleagues uh, become a part of it. And we've had that happen a couple of times, and we'll be doing that more in the year coming and hopefully spreading out to some educational in-services through podcasting. So a lot of good things coming in the future with podcasting, yeah, and including I want- a new studio, but I'll get to that in a minute. <gasps> Ooh, that makes me excited. I love that. But one more thing for 2016 before we move on, devastating flood, which, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, impacted our own Sally Gentry and a lot of our Lopa folks. But Lopa was one of those businesses helping to rebuild. Yeah, we were actually really fortunate that our staff went to the stores and bought up all the bleach and boxes and towels and mops and fans and anything you could think of and loaded up their cars and didn't think twice about driving to Baton Rouge and Lafayette to help the nine staff members that were affected. And then we were further supported by our OPO community, organ procurement community, by sending in well wishes and lots of positive thoughts and prayers and, of course, a lot of financial contributions that we were able to give to uh, the staff members that lost everything. And just to tell you how devastating, Sally's not in the studio because she is still piecing her life back together almost four and a half months post-historic flooding, which was something else. So we all needed to come together, and that's kind of what we preach here at LOPA, right? We give. (laughs) We give. We try, and we appreciate everyone who works alongside with us. So we kind of covered 2016 really quickly in a nutshell. We're looking forward to 2017. Lots of exciting things happening. I think the first thing for us is that we have the Graph coming up in January at the Rose Parade. It's a donor family from the Shreveport area. Ricardo Buck Brown is our donor and his mom, Benita Wilson. And we're going to get the recipient to actually be able to go with them and participate in this wonderful event. And Lopa has actually been fortunate enough to have florographs on the float since 2004. And that's something that we'll continue to do to honor our donor families. And that is quite the honor. And then I love hearing from the families when they come back home about the experience. It's so emotional. 
There's so much going on, but they are left with just a full heart, which is amazing to see. It's a beautiful event. Yeah, so that's something we'll continue doing. Absolutely. Um, something about a building? Wow. <laughs> Lopa is moving into a new building on the North Shore in Mandeville, technically Covington. We bought the property this year and cleared it and actually have a foundation. We'll be actually going vertical after the first of the year, so... If you're driving down I-12 towards Covington 190 exit, you'll see us on the right side by a big detention pond that they like to call a lake, (laughs) but it's really not that fancy. It's a lake to me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's uh, very exciting for us. We're going to have a lot of new things. It's not just going to be an office, but it's going to serve as a clinical space for us to be able to uh, move into the future. Yeah, I was going to say not just a building, but there's so much that we're going to be able to do with that as an organization. So not only the change with the new building going vertical in January, we're also going to be having quite a bit of changes within our LOPA processes, not the least of which is going to be a new labeling system on the same lines of UPS. The way UPS has done their labeling system, they've helped us in the OPO organ procurement world with our labeling and packaging of the organs. And then we're going to have a a new electronic medical record system called Transplant Connect. It's out there. Other organ recovery agencies have been using it, and then we're going to it in the next few months as well. So, Kelly, that's a whole lot to take on here. (laughs) It is a lot to take on, but in order to uh, move into the future and be better at what we do, we need better tools to uh, do the job. So I think the building is, is one aspect. Right now we're separated in two buildings, and it's very difficult to keep everybody together and moving forward on the same page when you're separated by even a half a mile. And so there's a lot of clinical aspects to the building that we'll be able to utilize it for. So we're looking forward to that. And the teaser from earlier, there will be a recording, a real recording studio. Now, this is very impressive where we're at, but it was uh, not that means me. we're legit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, right? All right, so uh, we've been through 2016. We're looking forward to 2017. So from where you sit, how do things look? I think that the future is bright. It's a little scary. I think anytime you uh, enter into something new, we've been located here on the South Shore in the Metairie area for the last 25 years. So it's a big change to move across that puddle known as Lake Pontchartrain, and it's a change for our staff, and we recognize that. There'll be some new opportunities for people that live in the North Shore to actually come work with us and companies to work with us to better partner and spread the word about uh, organ and tissue and eye donation. And we look forward to really all of that happening. But yeah, a little scary because yeah. it's a lot of new stuff. Did but, Sally uh, cover change and <laughs> how some people are scared of change, but sometimes it's I a love good thing. change. <laughs> I love it. I don't well, like we need to a leader. Stay stagnant. Yeah. <laughs> we need a leader. We need a leader with vision. And that's what you are, ma'am. So we appreciate you. Thank you Thank so you. much for joining us here on the podcast. See you next year. Thanks, oh. Kelly. You can come back anytime. Like open invitation, right, Joe? <laughs> yeah. We're just going to put that I'm out there. Kirsten didn't have muffins this time. <laughs> I no cookies, no chocolate. No. What are we doing here? Maybe in the new no. studio, Miss <laughs> Kelly. That's right. Ooh, no food in the new studio. Muffin maker. <laughs> no food at all, Joey. What will we do? Well, we appreciate it. Lopa's Thanks CEO, for me. Kelly Random.
reached our family support segment, and Sally usually takes the lead. She's joining us now by phone. Hey, Sal. Hey, Lori. Hi, Joey. Hey, Sally. Now, we know that you are recovering from the August floodwaters. Are we making progress? Yes, we are making progress. Yay! I will not go into details because it would take up the whole podcast. <laughs> it probably would. But we're moving forward, and it's all going to be good. Well, that's great to hear. I'm sure it looks much yeah. different than when you were there. No, Joey, absolutely. The I'm sure stages. it does. And she has a house now. <laughs> I mean, that's right. Had none. <laughs> Sally, sweet Sally. So is it a coincidence today that you're talking about stress, anxiety paired with the holidays? <laughs> As you go through this rebuild? Yeah. No, I think that in somewhere in the back of my mind, I thought this would be a good topic because it ties in for not only what's going on for many folks who are still affected by, by the flooding, right. but for our donor families also. I'm just going to jump right on into this. There is a difference between stress and anxiety, and I'm not so sure that everyone is very clear on that because sometimes, you know, as humans, we have a tendency to exaggerate and go, oh, my gosh. You know, this is a lot worse, and it's going to be an anxiety attack. When, Well, we know what the situation generally is with stress. But, you know, sometimes when you get a family conflict or an important decision, and more so for our donor families facing the holidays, that it's very difficult maybe to tell the difference between the two. And sometimes, you know, the line does get blurred between what is stress, what's anxiety. And I think most of us have said, oh, my gosh, this is really stressing me out. And you can feel your heart rate speed up and muscle tension and, you know, you start breathing more rapidly. Uh, and those things right there are usually tied to an event that you can identify. And that's what makes the difference there. Stress is something that you can identify once you've kind of got a handle on it. You can kind of move on through and then you can relax and, you know, okay, I've got all that taken care of. Mm-hmm. But the problem is when all of a sudden you find out that you just can't function and you're having a really difficult time trying to figure out. It's kind of like when you're walking around and you say, geez, it's kind of like a black cloud hanging over me. That's where you kind of get into the difference between the anxiety uh, and stress. And there is a key difference between the two, and that's a sense of helplessness, and that usually goes along with anxiety. But I know, too, here at the holidays, as we just mentioned about families dealing with the sudden death of a loved one, sometimes it's very hard to tell the difference. You know, I don't know. You have several children in your family, Lori. Uh, I'm thinking you get stressed out during the holidays, too. Just a bit, Sal. Just a bit. And and sometimes (laughs) a little bit of anxiety and, and complete helplessness. That's right. Well, that's right, because then you're dealing with family members that maybe you've not seen in a while, or maybe they're not your most favorite. You still like them a lot, but here you are, all these people coming into your home. And I think that what happens for our donor families is that, you know, grief really robs people of, of their emotional and physical energy. And how much energy do you have to invest in the holidays when you're still grieving that death of your loved one? So, you know, a- along with that way of thinking, you just have to consider how much time can you spend with family and friends and don't ignore how you feel because you're worried about what other people might think or feel about you. You're not obligated to be cheerful to everyone that walks through your door, but you're trying your best. I realize that. But sometimes people will say, you know, I've never felt lonelier than 
when all these folks are here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you get overwhelmed with all, all the feelings you're dealing with and trying to cope and or adapt to the death of your loved one. So, you know, you spend time with family and friends that, well, you feel safe and comfortable around, you know? It does make a difference. And so sometimes people find just going out and helping at, you know, maybe a food bank or, you know, making a donation in honor of someone's name to a favorite charity of theirs or a cause. Uh, I think sometimes that helps to kind of helps move away from that pain and stress of the holidays. But the main message, I think, for everyone, regardless of how stressed you may be or anxiety-ridden that you may become, just remember to be kind to yourself and know what your limits are. Yeah, that first Christmas after my mom died over 20 years ago, it was just complete emptiness. So I hear exactly what you're saying. And so I had to fight to get out of that in those years following. But now we're doing exactly what Sally said. We have a local Christmas crusade collecting toys for the less fortunate. And so now the whole family's involved and you try to help. And then with the flood recovery, uh, we try to do as much as possible. So a lot of truth in what you speak, Sally, and we appreciate that we will continue this conversation on our next episode of The Gifted Life. Honoring a hero, we do it in each and every podcast. Today, our hero is Chad Griffin. Yeah, Lori, this is from the family. Born the last of six children, Chad was our golden-haired angel boy. His amazing intelligence became evident early as he was reading from children's books by two and a half years old and could read and comprehend the stories in a newspaper by three years of age. Born into a musical family, Chad was drawn to the guitar and showed a natural ability to play any instrument, but found his passion as a vocalist. Our sweet music man was humble and kind. He never judged others and kept everyone smiling with a goofy joke or witty comment. Becoming an organ donor was so fitting with his character, as he was generous to others his whole life. His heart failed at the end, but his heartbeat lives on in all who knew Chad Griffin. And you can just hear how proud his family was of him, and I love to learn more about these heroes from their families. You can too. On our Heroes page at lopa.org, you can see more pictures of Chad, learn about other heroes here in our great state. At this point, let's pause and say thank you to Chad Griffin for the gift of life. We have reached our question and answer segment. We're always wanting this to be interactive. We're asking you to call in. Well, in this segment, we are going to let you listen to a voicemail that we received on our podcast hotline. That hotline is 504-648-3477. But a, a great little donor mom who we've come to know and love, Miss Jada Mayaw, left us this voicemail and this inspiration. Let's listen. Hey guys, I'm Jada Mayon. It's my turn to talk about organ donation. It's my turn to talk about my daughter, Drew Elizabeth. She's my hero and she's my rock star. As a result of a ruptured brain aneurysm, Drew Elizabeth gave the remarkable gifts of life and sight in 2007. To know our sweet, silly, loud Drew was to love her. No party started without some Drew Elizabeth. We've had the opportunity to get to know her kidney and pancreas recipient, Steve, of Texarkana, Texas. He's the coolest guy that we consider a lifelong friend. 
He says his two-step has never been any better. My advocacy about organ donation is so important to me. At the time of Drew's death, organ donation became a light for us. You know, it was like a flashlight leading us through a very dark time. Drew's gifts of life and sight continuously remind me of the fun that she brought into our lives. She now shines that light on Steve, her other recipients, and their families. Nine years later, and I'm still advocating for saying yes to organ donation, and I always will. I can't fathom saying anything but yes to being an organ donor. I'm encouraging you guys to be that bright light and say yes to organ donation. It is all about making a difference in the life of others. And we love Jada Mayon. That's a very special donor mom to us. And it's so nice that she can't imagine people not registering. And you guys can register too. Please look us up on lopa.org. We have a big button that says register on our homepage. Go ahead and click it. Go out and do that today, right? Doesn't take a lot of time, but it makes a huge difference. This could be your way of helping to make life happen. We are closing yet another episode of the Gifted Life Podcast. Yay us. 46, coming to an end. Yeah, we couldn't do it without all those wonderful partners within LOPA and those outside of LOPA, our partners in the community. Yeah, like Paul Rabelais, who, like we mentioned earlier, the power of one, he's taken that idea of a race and he's done it for six years and counting now. Yeah, with Rabelais estate planning, and he said so many people were doing their estate planning and then asking him about organ donation. So he said, you know, I need to find out about this. He did. And he says, I need to make a bigger difference. So we talk about that one person making yeah. a difference. Boy, he's really making a difference. Over $100,000 raised for organ donation over the six-year period and more to come, all because one man reached out and wanted to educate. Amazing. And, of course, we want to thank our esteemed CEO, the wonderful Kelly Ranham, for coming in, not only for coming in, but to allowing us to continue to do this podcast to educate you all. And it's a really fun thing for us. And then every time we can get her in, of course, anytime you want to come back, Kelly, mic is open. Open invite. And what I love about her is that she allows us the freedom to use our talents for how we see fit to make life happen. And we work as a team. Mm -hmm. And that is pretty cool in itself. So we thank you. We salute you, ma'am. And our very own Sally. Sally. I mean, through this tumultuous time that she's going through, to, to be able to find just a minute, even though she's got workers at her house right now rebuilding, <laughs> to be able to get on and help educate about stress and anxiety, especially in, in such a difficult time uh, throughout the holidays. Well, she just makes us a priority, makes donation our priority, and we follow her lead. And we also have to thank Miss Jada Mayon for calling in. She always likes to talk about her rock star. Yep, you, hear, you heard her light up oh, yeah. talking about Miss Drew. Gives yeah. me the chills every time. Oh, no. And we use Drew's story in a lot of our classes. When everybody sees that cute mm-hmm. face, they can't believe that that's a hero, that she saved lives. And I think it connects with them like if she can, yep. I could too. So it's a team effort, guys, and we work together to make life happen. And you can be part of that team, right? Mm -hmm. Are we making New Year's resolutions? What's on your list, man? Register. Register. Registering. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should already be. Of course, everyone I know is registered, Laurie. I mean, that's a given. That's right. If you know me, you register. (laughs) We've reached, uh, you know, half the population and we keep pushing, pushing. We want everyone in the state of Louisiana to be registered. And it's easy, lopa.org. 
there's a huge button that says register. It does not take a lot of your time. And then we also want to educate. So if you're looking for new things in 2017 uh, to get involved with, to make a difference, join our team. There's also a volunteer tab, and that'll go to the community educator near you. So get involved today. It's all within your comfort zone. What are you comfortable doing? Where can you excel? That's where we pair you. So it's a great gift to give yourself. We hope you enjoy your family, your friends. We thank you for spending part of your time with us here on The Gifted Life. And we hope that you go out and do something today that you don't normally do to help make life happen. (laughs) 